Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Simona Bhatti, Associate Professor of Marketing at the London Business School. They discuss difficult health care decisions and why we're happier if someone else makes them for us. You wrote one of my favorite all-time papers on how people make health care-related decisions. So what, what was this about? So this paper is uh, part of a general um, research theme that is about when making choices or when having, whenever having freedom of choice actually decreases satisfaction or happiness, which uh, goes against um, most of what the psychologists or like uh, economists also would say, that having choices always makes you happy. So, so basically you would say the, the general prediction is more choice is better, yes. you have more freedom, yeah. and plus you have more ways to fit your individual preferences, yes. but there are some cases in which this is not yes. the case, it's actually important case. cases. Yeah. So we thought about, we started thinking about the possibilities when you have uh, undecidable options, all undecidable options. Undecidable, what does that mean? So options that uh, you wouldn't, Pick yourself, uh, but you have to make a choice among these undesirable options. You can think about, I don't know, disgusting food or um, boring meetings that you have to attend or uh, gifts that you have to pick for a person that you don't really like. You know, so all these options that you wouldn't really consider, but in a sense you're forced to consider. And so we started with disgusting food, uh, and then we thought about how can we apply this idea that making a choice when you have... You're, you're Italian. How, how did yes. you come up with ideas about <laughs> disgusting food? Well, because I lived in the United States for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. So what we found is that when you make a choice yourself from disgusting foods, for example, rather than this, the choice is made for you or random by somebody else, um, you are less satisfied when you make the choice yourself. So, so if somebody else chooses for you, uh, unappetizing food, yeah. you're kind of okay with it, but you have to choose yourself. That's really miserable. Yes, right. And part of it is you blame yourself for it? It is that you blame yourself. It is that you feel responsible for like an undesirable outcome. So not only you have the undesirable outcome to experience, you also have to kick yourself because you made that choice. So then we thought, like, how can we um, think of this phenomenon in real life? Right? How many times you have to choose among discussing food? Maybe not much. But then we thought about healthcare, and we thought that there are a lot of situations in which you have options in front of you, for example, health treatment or cancer treatment, yeah. and all of these options are undecidable. Do you want to have radiation, or do you want to have chemo, or do you want to have surgery? I mean, none of this. These yes. are all undecidable options. But somehow... Nowadays, different from like about 30 years ago, this choice is up to the patients. Yeah. And not up so, to it the used, so it used to be the doctors would say, you need yeah. chemotherapy. Yeah. And now they say, I'm just a doctor. Who yeah. am I to decide for you? You decide which one of those undesirable options you actually yeah. want. And there are two models, right? One is called the autonomous model. The other one is called the paternalistic model. The paternalistic model is the model in which the doctor decides. And it's kind of disappearing. Yeah. Uh, there are still countries in which that is, is applied. While the autonomous model is the model that is becoming more and more common, in which the patient is autonomous, the patient knows his or her own preferences and knows what kind of treatment they want, want to have, regardless of what the doctor considers the best uh, yeah. treatment. So um, what we said is like, 
you know, if you are a patient and you have uh, to make an autonomous decision among these undesirable options, how this is going to influence your subjective well-being? So we picked up a specific uh, field that is really tragic and is uh, life or um, life or death choices. So the, the decision of whether to... Isn't, isn't life always better than death? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you should ask people that commit suicide. Maybe yeah. for them, you know, it's not as good to be to be alive. But which is another very interesting topic about like when you decide. Like, it seems that people have freedom of doing everything, but then when they decide to kill themselves, it doesn't seem that they should be doing this job, uh-huh. right? But anyway, that's a different thing. But uh, so we look at the situation in which um, there were unborn, uh, sorry, uh, just born babies that had you know severe problem illness. And usually what happens is that uh, they, they put these babies in intensive care unit. And after a couple of weeks, uh, if the baby is not improving, then you have to make a decision whether to continue these treatments that keep the babies alive or uh, interrupt the treatment. And, and both options are bad. If you keep the treatment up, you will probably get a, a child who is yeah. unhealthy and you don't know what the consequences yeah. and the cost for the family and so on. And yeah. if you decide to terminate... Yeah, That's very sad as well. Yeah, And so in the United States, this decision is made by the parents. Right? So it's yeah. an autonomous model in which is the parent that decided whether they want to continue or to interrupt the treatment. So the doctor says, I'm just a doctor. The doctor you, say, the parents, who am I to tell you what to do with your life? You do it. Yeah. The doctor gives information about the probabilities of yeah. what is going to happen in one or the other. But the choice is up to the, to the parents. Uh, while in France, in this specific case on neonatology, there is still a model that is more paternalistic. So, in fact, it's the doctor that made the decision. And we had some um, field study, qualitative studies, by talking to, to parents that went through the same issue, the same problem. All the, the same decision was made that was to interrupt the treatment, and the same outcome happened, that is the tragic outcome of the, the death of yeah. the babies. But in one case, this decision was made by the parents in the United States, in the other case by the doctor in France. And we seem to have um, evidence that while the American parents were pretty much telling themselves, like, what if I did something else? So yeah. they couldn't re- reach closure with that decision. They couldn't cope with that decision. The French parents were more like there was nothing else to do but. So yeah. they, were, they had an easier time to reach that decision. So, so the idea is that regardless of what the American parents choose, they yeah. wake up every day for the rest of their life and ask themselves, yes, yes. did I make the right decision? Yeah. Whereas the parents in, in France basically are kind of Taking respons- putting the responsibility on the doctor, on and the they doctor. said, yes. somebody else, did. this is the right... This By is the right not way. having the responsibility, they were able to cope with what happened to them. And again, mm. we are talking about the same thing that happened with the same kind of decision that is made, but just who made the decision made the difference in the, in the, in the amount of, of, of grief that they felt after the event. And, and I think the, the, the emerging model from this of what you could say, what, what's the right model between a... Oh, a, yeah. a doctor and a patient is maybe that the doctor could ask the patients about their preferences. Yeah. How is your family structured? What do you have? How much yeah. money you have? Do you have time for a sick child yeah. and so on? But the doctor maybe would um, integrate the probability yeah. and the outcome and take some of the blame to be a scapegoat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe that's what they're paid for. Well, I think it's even like it's a bit this and also a bit the relationship that you have with the doctor in general. So I think that this... Um, autonomous model went in the direction in which people don't trust the doctors any longer. They think that the doctors have their own interests. And often they do. And often they do. And they want to protect their own interests that they're not doing the, you know, the interests of the patient. While, you know, just a personal story, but I have a dermatologist that I really, really trust. 
and it's been like you know the your skin looks lovely by the way <laughs> well I have psoriasis which is like a very you know weird illness and but the the relationship that I had with this doctor, and I've had the same relationship with the doctor for like 15 years, and my whole you know, family has been through the doctor, I think in itself helps making your decision and, and helps being happier with your decision and somehow cure you, some, some form of placebo, I mm-hmm. think, that is lost if, in fact, you have a relationship with the doctor is purely contractual. And so I think probably we have to go back to this idea of thinking that the doctor is making a decision that is in your own interest. Maybe sometimes it's not the case, but have a more transparent, more communal type of relationship with the doctor rather than thinking about like, oh, he's giving me kind of an advice and he's giving me this advice just because there's no interest in doing that because yeah. this doesn't help. So we need, we need to create a more paternalistic relationship when you actually think, think that the doctor is not just yeah. paternalistic but yeah. in your best interest. Yeah. So, in, so are there any other areas of your life that you've kind of taken this advice to life to 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 heart and say, "I think other people should decide for me uh, what I should do, where I should eat, who I should date, uh, what stocks to buy so i'm uh, I'm a really bad decision maker that's why I studied this. I think like in general, I just want to make very few decisions, and the decisions are really, 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 really important for me. and that's the only way in which I can feel that I'm controlling my life, like making decisions in areas in which I don't care. Uh, I really don't care. It's just like a waste of energy and effort. And I think in general, there are a lot of trivial decisions that we're asked to, to do, and we lose sight of the very important decision maybe we do not make, but we still have an illusion that we are in control. And we should go back the other direction, like making few decisions, but the really important ones, the ones that you know, maybe we are expert on, or the ones that really make an, an impact in our life. But, but the conundrum here is the really important ones mm. are the ones that you would actually feel regret for the rest of your life. So, <laughs> so what you really want is paternalism, not on the small things. <laughs> you want paternalism on the things that are really would ha- haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, can, can we create a, a service like this that would make decisions for you? Uh, I don't know. But again, I, I think it goes back to the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody that I trust or I love or, you know, I know that is doing, you know, a good decision, I, I'll probably be more likely to follow those decisions and probably in the end be happy. But if every time I have to ask myself, and they're make. making this decision because they really love me or because they want to, you know, exactly. be nice with me, then I think it's, it's, it's too complicated. It's, it's putting a too much burden yeah. on the shoulder of consumers. They have to choose anything from do you want to unplug the machine to do you want to choose your natural gas provider. I think it's that a direction in which it's not that just giving choice is a solution to people's problem. And it seems that now everything's like on, we don't know how to structure our health center or our health care or our, you know, you know, pension funds. Let's just give choice to consumers. Then yeah. we figure it out. I don't think that that's a solution. So more people to tell us what to do. I think that's a that's a great way to think more, about the future. More good people. <laughs> good people. Very <laughs> to good. Tell us what to do. Simona, as always, pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely of Duke University. To further expand your understanding of dishonesty, irrationality, and other human quirks, go to danarielli.com.